Hi, everybody. Welcome to Demystifying the Expert, a show where comedians attempt to discover what a scientist or a professor does all day. The plan is for you to laugh and learn about cutting-edge science and more, one expert at a time. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the support of the Madison Trust Fund in the person of Mr. Edward H. Rice, the College of Science and Mathematics, and the Department of Physics and Astronomy, all from the James Madison University. This program is made possible thanks to your generous support. Thank you for tuning in and listening. ourselves, let's introduce our panelists. Uh, we have here with us, again, the new call from James Madison University. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third member of uh, our panel is 
fact that uh, she was able to find this building to uh, <laughs> care about anything else. Uh, there's actually some news from the last time you've seen her in the panel. She recently declared uh, the media arts and design again, no science major. Yeah, like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, we have uh, Mikhail Kowalski. Did I say right? Yes, you did. Hey, that's an achievement already. A senior business major. The only science he knows is the science of making money. <laughs> the For a second, biggest. I thought you were going to say making love. I know that too. So, given that the panelists are going to have lots of questions from the uh, for the experts. We're going to give our expert a chance to start the event. Oh, <laughs> Who's the expert? Who is the expert? The expert of today is uh, Professor of Chemistry at JMU, Reitling Fordman. She's been at JMU since uh, 2011. Not for long. Nevertheless, she is a double duke. She has been here as an undergrad. Yay. 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 <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> she has the same email address as she had when she was an undergrad. How's that? Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so after JMU, she uh, pursued her PhD in chemistry from uh, UC University of California, Santa Barbara. Uh, and after that, a postdoctoral position at Columbia University. So, you know, just traveling a little bit, California, uh, New York, and then back to where else? Shenandoah right? So uh, we won't say anything about the science she became expert into while, uh, you know, do, during all these years of preparation, uh, because the comedians are going to be the ones who uh, are going to help us demystify the, the science she's very passionate about. But before that, right, because that's going to happen through lots of questions from the comedians to the expert, we are going to give our expert the chance to ask a question to the comedian. So I've been thinking about this question since they told me what the question was going to be. And my question is, so scientists and other people, when you decide what you want to be when you grow up, you like look up to a role model, right? Yeah. So who's your like comedy icon? Like who do you like inspire your comedy after? Guys? Like, because I, I have a personal one, so I just wondered what yours were. Uh, I like Tina Fey a lot. Good choice. Yeah. I'm going to go with the cliche Tina Fey as well. <laughs> <laughs> also going to say Tina Fey. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're uh, astonishingly creative, as you can see. Yeah. Okay. Tina Fey. Oh, no, I do. I actually share a birthday with her. Awesome. Which means that we're related. No. Um, I, I'm fond of George Carlin, actually. High five. That's mine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're on point, you and I. Off to a good start. Off now. to a good start. That's <laughs> right yeah. yeah, there's yeah. already bias. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You guys can leave. I'll, I'll take care of this myself. <laughs> All right. Are we, are we ready? The first game is the 20 question style. We'll see whether there will be 20 or 19 or less or more. Through these questions, comedians will help us all understand what is it that Wesleyan is doing while she's not in the classroom, that is in, when she's in the lab or in the shower thinking about the, you know, <laughs> with one another. That's my, basically, my understanding of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> so from there. So, uh, there are two rules, though. Uh -oh. She right. can only answer yes or no, and every time you get a yes, you get a point. And I'll record. And we still don't know what the price is here, but we'll count the points. Shall we start? Okay. Yes. Sure. All right. Do Go you ahead. like chemistry? Yes. Good. Chalk one up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you work with squishy things? No. <laughs> is, this, is this a, no. a two-parter uh, question? I'm going to say we'll not really. Not really. No, those are not allowed. Say no. Okay. Um, do you work down. with animals? No. Do you work with people? Yes. 
In a lab? Yes. <laughs> like, you study people? No. No, okay. Do you, it's not just a lone wolf endeavor. Right, yeah, no, I work okay. alone. <laughs> um, does it, is it in combination with another field? Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so do you uh, do you deal with chemistry in living systems? No. Do you study things on Earth? Yes. <laughs> that could be space. They, they, so they, it's not space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. You deal okay. with chemistry in black holes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so that's a real question. Do you deal with chemistry in black? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that'd be yes. So, so then you deal with inorganic chemistry, right? Yes. Metals. Yes. Go on. Um, <laughs> minerals. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna say yes to that question. <laughs> Like technical you, definition? Yes. Do you work with electricity? Yes. Are you trying to make something like? Yes. <laughs> you trying to make electricity? Yes. Because <laughs> it's done. <laughs> That's been invented already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you should quit your job. What are you doing? <laughs> are we getting closer? Do we need to um, meet? Oh. Mm. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Are, maybe. Are you guys? Team meeting. Team meeting. Do you um do you try to make new materials? Are you into new materials? Yes. Is that what you do? Like, yes. did I get it right? <laughs> oh. um. Are those materials inorganic? Yes. And no. Yes. They're Frankenstein materials. No. Basically. Oh. Uh. Did you say yes to the squishy question? I said no to the squishy okay. question, <laughs> but it was like a, it was it was a hesitant no. It was a hesitant no. Squishy materials. Um, um, does your work have like any hazards to it? Like, can you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's totally safe. It's not lightning rod. Um, no. No. It's not lightning rod. Mm. What else is dangerous? Fences. Kevin wants me to give you one here. Do you make it a little bit of pentat on a vegan? Oh, okay. Right, right, yes, of course. That's my one, right? But you do that. Is that. Yes. That changes things. Okay. Alright, so electricity. Electricity. Metals. Do you work with people that do not speak English? <laughs> no. That narrows it down. <laughs> do you um, do you make batteries? No. Yeah, cool. yeah right. Sorry. <laughs> How about we think about the, the scope of building uh, those? Are these new materials shiny? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, they can be? I'm <laughs> cheating. Sorry. Does your work concern the environment? Yes. Does that have anything to do with like solar electricity? Yes. <gasps> okay. <Yeah. laughs> you got it. Are, are you trying to make solar panels? Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Oh. Bonus points for getting the final correct answer. Like renewable. Well, I feel like she scored the goal, but like I had the assist. <laughs> she loosened it for me, but I yeah. I still got it though. Just, we should just keep that in mind. Well, you have the chance to make it after that. How's that? You can try. But it, yeah, good point. So uh, maybe maybe the expert would try to give us. Um, more information about it? More, uh, a little more, more elaborated um, hint. Sort of like uh, the kind of uh, description of the work you're doing that you would give to the president if you had uh, trouble with him uh, in the elevator for one or two. Uh, 
Okay, so I do use, well, overall, I am trying to make solar materials for new solar panels, okay? But the, the bad part about a solar panel is it's very stiff and it's very expensive to make. It's not squishy, okay? Inorganics are not squishy. But they also make polymer or, I'm gonna use squishy loosely because it's not squishy like, it's not squishy like this. It's still hard, but it's flexible. Okay. So you can make organics, solar cells. But usually people do to either camp, organic or inorganic. So in our lab, we try to make hybrid materials where we put the inorganic with the organic and we hope that it works better than any other solar cell ever. That's pretty ambitious. Yeah, where did that line of thinking come from? Where is that hope coming from? Uh, to make my PhD advisor proud? The hope is, is that, um, so the, the solar panels you see on the side of the road work really well, but again, they're expensive. And the organic materials are cheap to produce, but they don't work as well. So the theory is if you mix both one that works well and one that's cheap, that you get the best of both worlds. So that's why our hope is that we can make something awesome. So like, I do like awesome things. Cyborg plants. <laughs> sure. Like Terminator plants. Yeah, like Terminator plants. Yeah. Terminator plants. So that you could like then wear this outfit and charge your phone, you know, mm -hmm. in your back pocket because your be clothing is so cool. generating electricity. Uh -huh. <laughs> cool. Huh? Then you would have to be sitting. Well, probably when the sun's out, we're close enough. Depending on how many UV rays come in through the window. So how hard is it to make those, those materials? It's hard. <laughs> Why? Um, well, because some of the compounds are dangerous. How so? Um, one of them is a tin compound. Um, and maybe three weeks ago, I had a tin accident. So if you Fate read the happens. safety about these materials, it says <laughs> fatal if swallowed, fatal if inhaled, fatal if absorbed through the skin. Oh, absorbed through the no, I, it got on my skin, <laughs> oh. so it was a little bit of a panic. Oh, so then yeah. I lived, and I lived, yes, well. thank goodness, or else I would have had to cancel this event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Positive Yes, yeah, something of that nature. Yes, but so the, the inorganic materials um, can be a little bit challenging to synthesize, as can the um, organic, but the problem is those two things are like oil and water. They don't like each other. So we try to get them to do this, even though they want to do this all the time. So that's why it's a challenging project. They are project. so dangerous. Isn't it dangerous to have solar panels and houses and all that? Well, usually when you have a solar panel, both organic or inorganic, they're covered with something that's inert because they're also reactive to air and water, which oh, wow. we have a lot of outside. Mm -hmm. So we need, to protect, we need to protect them, and that help, you know, inherently protect us from the dangerous components that are inside. But if that breaks, is there a... Uh, if you decided to eat it, yes. So don't pick up random solar cells on the ground and eat them. That's the first thought I have when I see a solar cell. I know. That can be because I did that yesterday. And you're still okay? Well, we both survived besides all the odds, right? But there are animals out there that go on the roof. That's true. That's true. They're dangerous. Yeah, they could be dangerous. And then the animals die. Yeah. Not squirrels. That's not good. <laughs> squirrels I'm not sure the, I don't know if that statistic exists, like how many animals or birds have been poisoned by solar cells on roofs. We're going to find out there's... Okay, I'll have to look that one up. I've, nobody's ever asked me that but before. There's never going to be like a BP like scale of like, <laughs> Probably oh, these solar not. panels are just all in the gold. Killing all this. Yeah, solar panels irreparably damaged. I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> the ecosystem is just ruined yeah. because these solar panels are killing all of the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> no, they would not. So another question for you: uh, What? How? If they don't like each other, the organic and inorganic, how do you make them like each other? So uh, often, when I talk about my work, even in the chemistry department, where people are supposed to know about what I do, I say I make beach balls with baby hands on them. <laughs> right. So it's a bit. It's like a beach ball with little hands on the outside. And the little hands are the are the like the organic part. So then you can just think of if you had a chain of baby hands, 
then you connect the beach balls and the baby hands. Or the phrase baby hands. <laughs> right. Is the baby hands the organic part? Yes. Because the, yes. the beach I, balls are inorganic. That sounds pretty Frankenstein to me. If a little know. bit. Oh, it is. Oh, you're, so I should have answered yes. I apologize. So I don't need a Frankenstein. So, yes, I take hands off babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's you the takeaway from tonight. Babies, when, if you've ever just Googled baby hands, mm -hmm. I don't know why anybody else would, but I Google, Google image baby hands. There's a really creepy pair of salt and pepper shaker baby hands. Oh. Creepy. Do that as soon as I leave. So that's how we get them to interact. I basically say it's like then the hands all high five each other. I, so I still don't really understand like how that makes them. So you sort of trick yeah. the beach ball. Right, so you put these baby, you, you forcibly put the baby hands on the beach ball. Right. With a stern look. Can you see, like, leaves? Really? <laughs> like, like, sure, whatever you want, Alan, it's fine. Whatever you want to put on the beach ball, it's not the beach ball. Mm -hmm. And then you're just, that, that makes it like the other thing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the hands, like, you can stack oh, your hands on top. Because okay. they're compatible, right. exactly. So it's like a compatibilizer. Mm -hmm. Or an adapter. If you or an adapter, yeah. And, like, when you... We're searching for like this adapter. Did like any like obvious things come to mind? Yes, because a lot of organic polymer. So we all know polymers like plastic, you know, saran wrap, something like that. But the actual molecule that's involved, they have something that's called a repeat unit. So it happens over and over and over again. So you make a long chain. So we put one of these repeat units on the inorganic beach ball. So the polymer thinks its buddy is there. Mm -hmm. So that's how we trick it. Deceptive. Yeah, like it's it. sneaky. Mm -hmm. that's, you, like, the, the that I gave that's what the ligand, that's when she, the, the word for the ligand is. So this ligand is just a molecule that sits out on the outside. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Do you know his names? Sorry, we're going to get that to science. <laughs> do, do, do you think there's any, any chemist out there that uh, has been hacked? Because I'm thinking, you know, their, uh, their passwords must be just amazing. <laughs> I think chemists are really lazy about their passwords. <laughs> well, I know that we have a colleague whose password has in the past been job sucks. <laughs> and then it went to still sucks. You know, because we have to change it every so often. I'm not as creative. I'm glad we can recycle every, every six. Because who can remember all of those things? I guess I could just come up with a chemistry word, but that would mean that I have to spell it right every time, which is challenging. It's just such a great... I, I'll make it my password next time, but I'll think of you. <laughs> so how far are we from, uh, from using solar uh, power as our main energy source? Um, the cost is really what keeps us from having it be our main source. So what makes them cost that, that much? Well, it's the, both the materials that are used to make them and both how they're processed, how they're built. Mm -hmm. So right now we're paying like a penny a watt and to do solar power, it would be like a quarter of a watt. So it's, it's like really, it doesn't seem like that much in your brain, but that's like take your bill and multiply it by 25, your electricity bill. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of being, you know, like in the winter, a lot of people's bills like $400, you yeah. know, to, that's starts, really like you don't want to, you would just live in the dark, mm -hmm. right? So. That's really what stops us from having solar energy, is the cost at this point. My parents still pay mine, so. <laughs> so you're like, I want solar energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's the environment, man. Yeah. It's worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true, because we can get more energy from the sun, you know, in a few hours of the day to power the entire world. You know, so it's just, it really would be a great resource if people wanted to pay for it. Like, how feasible is that? Like, I've heard, like, we needed, like, all the Midwest covered in like solar panels to like. Well, if you take like all the free land space out west, mm -hmm. you would have enough to power the entire world. What? Wow. So, so it's not that bad, but that's right. It's that, not that. That's, that's just technology, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, Why are we doing that? Though? That's a good question. Oh, because the money part. The money part. Yeah. Okay. Because if we have the open land yep. and we can power <coughs> the whole. World. Just slather it in. Yeah, why don't we? Yeah. Wow, thank you, squirrels. Shelby, 20 Yeah, the squirrels. <laughs> We've worried about the squirrels. Yeah, the squirrels. <laughs> we got enough of those. We see yeah. that ecosystem. Yeah. Now, plants use photosynthesis. Can't we mimic how we mimic Some people try to do artificial photosynthesis as a way to generate, um, but we're, like anything, we're not as good as nature 
is. Is it because we don't understand the process, or is it because uh, we can't not replicate it in, in silico? Yeah, it's because we can't quite replicate it. So we just had a person come give a talk in the department about sort of artificial photosynthesis, and it was a whole series of materials she was trying to build to do every single step to mimic how the plants work. So even if you can get a material to do one thing that a plant does, to then get it in conjunction to do the whole cycle is real challenging. So and biology and I don't really mix super well, so... <laughs> the baby hands. I should put baby hands. Maybe that's the, the answer to everything is baby hands. <laughs> it's like Jen's hands, I think, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so we make baby hands on a daily basis. <laughs> we have like a, a baby hand factory. Baby yep. factory. Um, so we make them sort of on a daily basis in the laboratory. We also use a bunch of different characterization techniques to prove that we've made them. Um, other people try to make the, the polymers in the lab. Um, but yeah, on a daily basis, we're basically making stuff that smells terrible and then testing to see if we made the right thing on a daily basis. And tests, like, how do you know it's the right thing? Well, we have a lot of different instrumentation in the building that tells us that we have the right thing. Lasers? Uh, sometimes <laughs> lasers, yeah. Do the Do, oh, for sure. And thingamabobs <laughs> and what should we I was just about to ask you about the thingamabobs. Yeah. But so you got, you got We have stuff. several. All that <laughs> Yes. Who's yeah. So we can point. tell, like, again, these things, we're hoping that they work as solar materials, so they have to absorb light. Right, so we do shine light on them or a laser and see how the material responds. Because if it doesn't absorb light, then we failed. Right? So do you guys have like, I don't know, maybe this is just like a very like childish portrayal of a lab in my head, but like, do you just have like buckets of like all these different materials? It's a baby Buckets, It's totally off topic. Did anybody ever take all. CPR training? <laughs> oh yeah. Didn't they have like the that. bucket of faces? You know, because like your dummy had, like our dummies had, you know, you, so you, everybody didn't have to put their mouth on the same dummy. So they would just bring oh. like buckets of like the implant part of the face. So we had like adult implant faces and little baby faces too. Yeah. So that when you say that, I think about when they brought the bucket of faces that's, out. That's awful. There's only one guy you work with that like secretly takes one home every day. That's creepy. He has a collection of them. But oh, that was such a creepy thought. We don't have buckets per se, but we have containers that Crates. do have all sorts of weird colored stuff in them at all times. That's even better. Sometimes we wear masks and we wear gloves and sometimes a lab coat, depending on sometimes depending on the, the dangers of the situation. Um, a lot of our materials also catch fire in air. You know, in which air. in air. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have to do a lot of work uh, in inert gas. And so I tell my kids always expect be like prepared for fire. Yeah, like helium? Like helium? helium? Like, you, you learned like something in my class. Yeah, I, did. I'm so proud. I had Alan as a student, so it's. Right. <laughs> helium is, a, is an inert gas. Perfect. So, um, right. I remember what you got. It's fine. We keep hearing, and I'm sure it's going to be the same page here. Uh, organic chemistry seems to be the toughest subject, the chemistry major. Uh, is there an easy way to learn this organic chemistry? Study. I think No, there's not an easy way, unless you're uh, naturally born an organic chemistry genius. Um, it's because it's different than all of the other types of chemistry, and it involves a lot of spatial reasoning to see how molecules, you know, flip over and where things are orientated. So it gives people a hard time because it's like nothing they've seen before. Have you ever discovered, like, like any surprises in the laboratory? Every day. Every day? Well, you think, you know, we teach you stuff in class, mm -hmm. uh, even inorganic, and it's supposed to work a certain way, right? Like, you told me this yeah. is how it works. And then you do something that you think is a sure deal, and it doesn't work out. So you're, you know, or make something that you never thought was possible. Mm -hmm. So that's a surprise. Hmm. Or, you know, it catches fire when you didn't think it would. <laughs> <Yeah>. Surprise! <laughs> Things are on fire. Has, like... A big fire incident ever happened? I have had one large fire in my history, yes. How did you start was it? That? I did start it. Really? <laughs> I mean, no, no, I, that's a lie. The 
the chemical started it. Ah. Uh. Uh, okay. Yeah, blame it on the chemical. It, it was. It was the chemical. Guns don't kill people. Yeah. <laughs> chemicals do. Um, no, so, yeah, I had a big, my entire hood, which is about the size of one of these tables, the whole floor of it was on fire. How did, how did... What's the play-by-play -play that led to that? <laughs> so, a lot, if you go if you go to search the literature, right? If you ever come up here and read one of these lovely books that, that we have, um, I was following a paper from the 20s, and this reaction said that it was smoke a cigarette while you do it, <laughs> <laughs> and then taste it. You know, give it a little taste to see if it's the right thing. But it said that the reaction was gently shaken Not once strange. an hour for 24 hours. Okay. Yeah, it was shaken, not stirred. <laughs> but I, this is exactly what happened. I decided, said the yield could be improved with the use of a magnetic stirring apparatus. This is uh -huh. the words. Mm -hmm. So I decided to magnetically stir it. And you're also using magnesium. Um, and you're supposed to use magnesium turnings, which are like sort of little flakes of magnesium. Okay. But we didn't have any. I only had magnesium powder. Oh, so you have so to you MacGyver have your way. Yeah, you use baking soda instead of baking powder. Right, it's a nightmare. Just yeah. tastes bitter and disgusting. It's I awful. But so I, I used this finer powder, and I stirred it. And so I had potentially thought I was going to make 10 grams based on the yield of the paper. But I ended up making 100 grams. Yes. Because Even I was, better. like, so good at chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but now it had to be filtered. So I had to pour it, and instead I had this piece of glassware that would have allowed me to do it air-free, but I couldn't because now I didn't have a big enough one. So I jerry-rigged it like any good MacGyver chemist. All of these needles with hoses, like I clipped them all to this big funnel and then went for the pour. Where are the other people in the lab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you said you're working with other people. No, yeah. I was like, hey, this is what I was like, yeah. I don't know about this. It's all I was First of all, got 100 grams. <laughs> People <laughs> like, oh, you know, oh no, like that panic moment. Like, yeah. what am I gonna do now? Yeah. But no, I worked actually in this tiny room off. Luckily, the door was open, so somebody did come to my rescue. I did have a helper. But um, so what happened is the material was in a in solvent or a liquid, and when it got dry, like I, I lit, turned my head for a second, and I was like, boy, my hand is hot. And I looked down, and my gloves were my glove was on fire. Oh, and this, I, no joke, this seemingly unsuspecting solid started to popcorn out of the funnel, all over the hood, and it was all just, just on fire. fire. Oh my God. <laughs> all just on fire. And, uh, but now I wanted to save the stuff in there. You know, like who wants to like make this movie. again? And you're just like, yeah. No. <laughs> so I had liquid nitrogen at the time, which I'm pouring over the fire to get rid of the oxygen, you know, instead of like fire extinguisher. And I yelled yeah, to a friend for help, water. and we managed <laughs> to save like 75 grams of it. Which nice. Was good. And it's, uh, <laughs> Never ever take this out in air. I mean, I left it there. I don't want, I hope, yeah. But yeah, it was a big fire. Well, uh, you've been accused but never proven guilty of I know that uh, making dry ice bombs and throwing them under people's desks. Yes. Do you have an explosive personality? Probably. People would probably say that. I love a good joke, like a good prank. I see. Isn't that I'm dangerous? Used to, yeah. <laughs> That fire was not a prank. That fire was serious. I mean, one of the guys was walking by. I was like, Frank, how do you feel about fire? And he was like, okay, I guess. I'm like, I'm going to need a stirring rod and a fu like, <laughs> Because the problem was is that the liquid nitrogen was running out. So it was like, I got to do fire. Fire's still burning. Yeah, fire's still burning. Ooh. I was so sure. <laughs> okay, um, ham over... Many objects. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say meet Ophelia, but many objects. No. Okay. Oh, did you say hand because of the baby hands? I said oh, ham. I like, I said oh, ham. Oh, okay. Like right. Virginia, but okay. hands would have been good. <laughs> um, hermetic, oscillating. Oh. Many objects. Many objects. No. <laughs> 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 um, That's true, it's something high. Something high. High. High octane. Um, Hydrogen, high oc <laughs> oxygen, Mana. something, and then oxygen. Magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say that's, I'm going to say that's the closest because it does involve atoms. <laughs> so it actually stands for the highest occupied molecular orbital. 
Duh, guys, come on. Of many objects. Of <laughs> many objects. Why do you need to know about that? So, when you're... Okay, there's another one. I don't want to give away the other That's right. word. That's alright, we can oh. skip it. We have... Okay, so you have you have the highest occupied molecular orbital, and you have the lowest unoccupied molecular orbital, or the LUMO. Mm -hmm. So when light comes in, there's these little electrons, and if they absorb light, they get excited, and one from the highest, or the HOMO, jumps up to the LUMO. Mm -hmm. When you see light come back at you, it's the fall back down of that. So for us, we want to know where the energy of that HOMO level is, and we want to make sure that our electrons jump up, because that's what you, you need to start a solar device. Mm -hmm. Got it? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yep. Okay. Here's Got it. Second. Got it. Uh, you want me to read it? Uh, <laughs> no, let Andre do it. Would you like to do it? Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> BHJ, bulk heterojunction. Right, so BHJ stands for bulk heterojunction. But, so what is a bulk heterojunction? Well, isn't it obvious? <laughs> I, I think so. Wait, okay. <laughs> you, you get it from Costco. <laughs> or Sam's Club. Sam's Club, I, is that cheaper? Is that the cheaper one? You said you wanted to go cheap, so Sam's Club. Okay. Is that like a single dating, like a singles dating site? <laughs> Well, for nerds. <laughs> Let's come to the bulk heterojunction.com. <laughs> <laughs> I would have the creepiest bulk heterojunction profile ever. <laughs> uh, no, it's neither of those things. Um, it just sounds like a train station. Wow. For dating. Yes. Where'd you meet? It's not a train station, but you could use that metaphor for what it is, kind of. Right, I knew that. Okay, right, because it was that. obvious. That's what you yeah. said. It was obvious. Okay, so hetero. Not the same. Not homo. Okay. Um, no homo. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so does it so have it's to like be two different things. things. Yeah. It's like two different things. And they're junctioning, and there's a lot of them. Bulk. Yes. Got it. Does it have to do with the, <laughs> the organic, inorganic? Yes, it does. Okay. So you have these two things, like mm -hmm. Alan has said, one organic, one inorganic. Uh -huh. In this particular case, and when you make a solar device, you just mix the two of them up and cast a film. And inside, it's considered a bulk heterojunction because everything's just mixed up randomly. But the reason it's like a train station is because you have electrons moving in there and to conduct electricity, you have to get out. You have to take the train out. So you need to almost form like tracks inside so that you can actually collect the electricity. Is that actually why it's called junction, kind of? No. Kind of, yeah. Do you guys have songs? Like yeah. <laughs> no, but we could come up with one. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Some Thomas the Train song. I don't know. Something like that. I yeah. think of one. Next one. Okay. Uh, P3HT. The newest Star Wars guy? <laughs> yeah. JJ Abrams. R2D2's lover. No. Oh. It's got I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Got less interesting now that it's. P3HT. P3HT. Stop. You guys want that? It's like one of those urban dictionary things. Like. Oh, it's like Tess, yep. Yeah, like, that's like my screen name, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those newspaper articles. Like, it's like, parents, warning, if you see this lingo in your children's text messages. So it's probably like. Yeah, is your like, child using Pete in their text messages? Yeah. I don't what want that you means. Honey, I don't want you seeing Pete anymore. <laughs> yeah, what, what was the what was the acronym again? It was P3. P3HT. P3 P3HT, so like pregnant with three... Hetero... Hetero... Train stations. Train. <laughs> no. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> Are we in the ballpark here? Yeah. <laughs> no. It was okay. an ambitious try, though. Pete, is that a... It's like a formula. Like P three, H. Is that a is that a chemical? big H little T? Is that a compound name? It is. It is an acronym for a compound name. Oh. So it stands for P three H T stands for poly three hexyl thiophene. 
So the hexyl chain or the six carbon chain is on the three position of this ring structure. And poly means you have lots and lots and lots of them over and over again. Mm -hmm. So P3HT is the most commonly used polymer in organic solar cells. Oh, and people try to make new ones. I also try to make new ones, and they almost never work as well as P3HT does. Huh. How did they find that one? Yeah. Well, uh, somebody won a Nobel Prize for conducting. This is considered a conducting polymer. Um, Alan Heger, who was at UC Santa Barbara, he won the he won the Nobel Prize for conducting organic polymers, and um, they've made a whole bunch of them. So they basically have a bunch of alternating double bonds back and forth, and it's like a little train for electrons that can go back and forth. So the nice. trains is a good one. Nice. Was that train? When, when you were a grad student? He had already won the Nobel Prize when I was That's a grad student. Yeah. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, Alan, I, you know, when, you're a, when you've won a Nobel Prize, you're like, I can do anything, right? So he, he wore like a black, he wore all black, a black blazer, a black tank top, and then like black wind pants. What? So, yes, and black sneakers, of it course. It was like business casual. It was like business casual. Though I hear now he's, he's been wearing slacks. I don't know. Now he's been wearing gray. Yeah, yeah he's gray. But he kind of looks like Santa. He looks kind of like Santa. He has like a white beard. He looks like a little mad scientist. Just Ooh. do, 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 do across the Should we try another one? Last one for the day? Exciton. Exit. Exit. The, egg, the exit to the junction. <laughs> I'm, I'm just assuming everything is train related. Right? <laughs> it's eggs a ton. Eggs a ton. It's a ton of eggs. Yo, it's like Costco for, for dairy products. Yeah, bulk, bulk, Wait, bulk eggs a ton. Eggs a ton. Dairy? I said eggs. <laughs> No. Okay, um, where okay, are we? Exitone. Exitone. Is it like a cream for rashes? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. No. It is not a it is it is not an exfoliating agent. <laughs> Imagine the commercial for that. Is that like one of the things you accidentally made in uh it's an exiton. No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it exiton. I will call you exiton. No. It is not. Mm. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I still feel like telling you. I was going to say, like, it's something a physics major might know. Oh, okay. Um, it, I would think. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> it rhymes with something that the physics major knows. Reggaeton. Reggaeton. <laughs> so, <laughs> so an exiton is, okay, so do you remember what the homo is? Mm -hmm. Right? So we got electrons in the HOMO. Mm -hmm. And when you shine light on it and you get one up into the LUMO, mm -hmm. so the, the exciton is, is an electron, which is considered this one, and a hole, which is the absence of an electron, bound pair. So then they move through the material like this together, trying to, uh, and in a solar device, you have to form an exciton, then they have to diffuse through that bulk heterojunction, then the electron goes to one material, and the hole stays in the other. And then they take the trains to make electricity. That's how the whole thing works. Mm. Magic. See, easy. Magic. Simple. Uh, of course. So the exciton is when you have that state of the electron up here and the hole left down here. And is that like the obstacle when it comes to like trying new materials? Like they just don't form that exciton? Well, forming an exciton is, is the easiest part. So okay. if something absorbs light and uh, the, it gets excited, but it's not a very long-lived state. So it can fall back down. So the hard part is having it, it has to run into somebody to do the transfer, and that's only about 20 nanometers, the distance it can travel before recombining. Do you find, like, inspiration, like, just throughout, like, your day of, like, oh, why don't we try this for, like... I do, yeah, I work yeah. that way. Okay. Like... The students would be like, I think, should we try this? I'm like, sure, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> as long as you don't why burn not? down the lab. Why not? Uh -huh. So if, there, if there's such a thing... There's such a thing as like a train analogy. Do you ever see something in life and, and make a connection to chemistry? Sure. Yeah, all the time. Better living Seems through like. chemistry, right? Every day you're, you're out seeing something. But yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's so inspirational. <laughs> well, like my, one of my favorite like inventions, which is sort of a materials processing one, was that the cling wrap that would stick to anything, like the plastic wrap. Did you mm -hmm. ever get to experience that? Because oh, you know, like plastic wrap doesn't stick to wood or 
You know, if it's wet, you know, the bowl has to be completely dry, mm -hmm. right? But the way that thing works is that really on the scale, they're all like this and there's a little glue in here. So when you push it down, it like does the little glue. So like, that's ingenious. I don't know who thought of that, but yeah, every day you could, chemistry hanging out all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so let's uh, move on to the next game and let's find out a little bit about Rice's childhood and uh, what got her into you know, all these binding modes of matter, polymerization, fire putting up and out the fire and all stuff. So we're gonna have the game that's called Answer as quick as you can. The rapid okay. fire questions. Those are for you. Okay. And from, they come from us. Okay. And they can chip in <laughs> if you like. So uh, clowns, creepy or funny? Creepy. <laughs> um, favorite color? Purple. Favorite activity Today. as a child? Swimming. Favorite place to travel? Iceland. <laughs> to swim? To swim, yes. <laughs> Only to swim. What's your favorite app? Uh, I'm currently addicted to the Sleep Cycle app because yes. I'm, super, I'm super competitive yes. and I like to have a score even for my sleep. Because I'm really awesome. Isn't it weird? You're like, I wake like, up. I got a 91% today. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. Today is going to be a good day. Yeah, 100. <laughs> I've gotten 100 several, several times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But one of the other there. biology faculty, we went to a camp this summer, Patrice Ludwig, and she was like, I got a 15%. She's talking about the app all over. So I screenshot it and I was like, I got 100. You know, I sent it to her. She's like, you're a jerk. Like I'm so awesome at sleeping. <laughs> can you cheat? No, I don't think so. I don't think you can. Oh cheat. my god! If you can game, if you if you if you flicking fling it off the bed while you're sleeping and it lands on the ground, then you can cheat because it like then just thinks you're in deep sleep. Oh, yeah. the whole time. I'll just put rocks on my bed. So that is how you cheat. <laughs> Mac or PC? Uh, Mac. June or August? <laughs> August. September or October? <laughs> October. October 1st or October 2nd? Squares or circles? <laughs> Squares or circles? Squares. I had a lot of nicknames, but Bryce is my, Bryce or B is my, because it's really not my full name, so. Name uh, your best friend. Um, Mark Dante. Dante. Ooh, does he have a perfume? Name. Yes, he does. Oh my god. Wait, are you he does it really. Oh. <laughs> be like, Yo, He's also a up. chemist. <laughs> but I bet his reports are the best though. Probably. <laughs> Lab by Mark. Favorite perfume. Do you like that Britney Spears stuff? No. Oh. I like the pink from Gap. It's more just a body spray. I'm not really a perfume kind of gal. Oh, got you. Favorite plant. Favorite plant. Yes. The kind, the kind that I have all over my house. It's like philodendron or whatever. They're, they're really durable. Animal. Favorite animal? Mm -hmm. Dolphin yeah. slash killer whale. <laughs> because I wanted to be a SeaWorld trainer when I, like when I was little. Can you put baby hands on one and baby hands on the other baby and make a hybrid? <laughs> it's like sharks with laser beams. Yeah. yeah. It's like a B movie, man. Greatest <laughs> piece of advice you've ever been given. Boy, uh, don't get involved in departmental politics. Mm. <laughs> Worst advice yeah. you've ever been given. Yeah. And that applies generally. Uh, the worst <laughs> advice I've ever been given. Oh, man. Co teach you Yeah. Co teach you I don't, um, the worst piece of advice. That's all right. Maybe we don't know. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know. Because, you know, you learn from anything. So I mean, block it out, just total blackout. Uh, why JMU? First time or second time? Both. Uh, first time because I wanted to get away from home. And second time because I had the most amazing experience while I was here, and it was my dream to come back. Hello. Sorry. Was the Tim thing your fault? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> was it? I think she's. Did she? Oh. It was it was an accident, but it was my fault. Yeah. Was that the biggest mistake, or is something else that was your biggest mistake? <laughs> <laughs> my, big, my and, biggest life mistake. And was it a result of uh, the worst advice that, you've ever gotten? Yeah. That, <laughs> I, that mistake happened because I didn't take my own advice. That was the worst chemistry uh, thing that has ever happened to me. Um, 
The other worst thing I'll say that ever happened to me was in I got a I got a bone I got hurt while uh, trying out for the Junior Olympics while playing field hockey and I was devastated. It was like oh. the worst thing. Oh, oh no. Damn. Mm-hmm. What What were you trying? We weren't gonna ask about favorite sport. We're not gonna. Oh. <laughs> oh, never mind. College basketball is my favorite sport to watch on TV. So as an undergrad, undergraduate, who was your favorite uh, uh Donna Armenta. That was here. Mm-hmm. For sure. Favorite subject in elementary school. Sorry, I, I had a hard time getting that out. That was weird. I'm going to say music. Favorite musician and or band or group? I'm or sorry. Artist. <laughs> artiste. Or DJ. Favorite, or I love all types of music, but... Um, the what? Dep- <laughs> I like Depeche Mode a lot. I really like Of Monsters and Men currently. They're from Iceland, obviously. That's why they're my favorite. Why Iceland? Uh, I had an exchange student in high school who was from Iceland, and she lived with me for a year. And also because Iceland is a really cool country. You should go. Yeah, I think it visit. is. Visit. It's awesome. Like cold, cold? Like, <laughs> like cool, cold in the winter. Like I went one year in the winter. That's not as cold as where I grew up because it's an island. Isn't Iceland the one that's actually green yeah. and Greenland's the mm-hmm. ice one? Yeah, that's true. Cool. That's true. That's where the real blue lagoon is. Oh. Like the actual blue lagoon. The entire country is heated geothermally. So their showers smell like rotten eggs a little bit. Awesome. Kind of ew, but they have like postcards that say like rotten egg shower. It's like really cool. <laughs> but they have big geysers and like this landscape is really crazy. So they have glaciers and volcanoes. You know, the big volcano went off over there a few years ago. Uh, yeah, the, the impossible name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't read anything over there. It's, I sound ridiculous. I'm having a stroke. Yeah. It's all just consonants. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Seven? No, no, eight. Yeah. What was the most positive change you found at Jane when came back? The new building, because we, we were in Miller Hall originally when I was here. So now we have all these new schnazzy facilities. So if you were not, have chosen a career as a chemist, what would it have been? Uh, I probably would have become a chef. That was my other dream in life. Oh. Did you still pursue that? I did. I cook a lot. Just mm-hmm. not for money. Just not for money. Much. Yes. <laughs> mhm. Yep. I make birthday cakes and stuff for people, so I still sort of do it as a hobby. Is that your favorite thing to make? Cakes? Mm, no. What is your favorite thing to make? Well, I like to make cheesecakes a lot, but I like to make anything really spicy, and I like to make Italian food because I grew up in an all-Italian hometown, and Harrisonburg has the worst Italian food. <laughs> it is the worst. So I like to make Italian food uh-huh. here because it actually yeah. tastes like Italian food. There's a scarcity. There's a scarcity here in Harrisonburg, yes. <laughs> so what was the greatest influence in your career? Um, probably my two mentors, both Donna Menta. And my PhD advisor, Guy Bazan. So, you know, we, yeah, his real name is Guillermo. He's from uh, South America. He's from Argentina. He's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're training as a scientist. You train on both coasts, grad student, Santa Barbara, California, and postdoc in the, uh, New York City. Is there a difference between uh, how the East and West Coast uh, do science? <laughs> Yes, uh, kind of. Actually, you say it's funny. Like people, like I'm again I'm from upstate New York originally, so like I like to be on time. People in California, it's like your meetings at four. People like stroll in at four fifteen. You know, they're like wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like it was fifteen minutes. But they do like at at Santa Barbara. They like really are very intensive about their work. At Columbia, everybody is fast and on time, but they're a little more laid back about their work. So I found it kind of. Kind of interesting. And it was, it's different just even in the building size. Like in, you're in New York City, each floor is locked off by a punch code. So the different floors don't interact very well. Where in Santa Barbara, it's like an outdoor mall, you know, so like the, with doors. So like people are, there's a lot more milling around. So does that help the science? I think so. Yep. I think it does. So we should change things here, Jamie? Way, way yeah, we should make it an outdoor mall for now. <laughs> <laughs> Covered with heaters at this point. <laughs> yeah. So your expertise is uh, connected to clean energy. 
Okay. Since clean energy is voted so frequent, frequently by politicians, um, we assume you have easy time uh, funding your your research. You would think so. Um, that there's a lot of money out there for that type of research, which there is, but um, it's a really big pond, and I'm a really tiny duck in that really big pond. There's like a lot of attack, I'll call them attack ducks, or like, you know, my, <laughs> like my PhD advisor who's really well known in the area, you know, like the big boys of the industry really suck up a lot of the money. He's a big duck. He's a big duck, yeah. Also a boy. Yep. Right. And you think that in these days that wouldn't matter, but it, it does matter for sure. So um, the money is sometimes is hard because the those types of universities can get faster results. So they can actually, you know, develop a device way faster than we can here at JMU. So the feasibility is sometimes you get reviews back that say, oh, you can't do that with undergrads. So we're not going to fund you, which I think is silly. Well, it doesn't make the case stronger. Right. And strong. Right. And strong. <laughs> <laughs> and we need support on those that vote them there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So get into politics. Yeah, <laughs> stay out of stay out of politics. This one we've always been into politics. Notice. So yeah. what aspect of life is more impacted by the lack of science literacy? <laughs> What area of life is most impacted by a lack of science literacy? Um, I think a lot of people who are not scientists are afraid of science a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we think that if we're going to make the solar cells and that all the squirrels are going to die. You know, like, it's like always like the worst possible outcome. So I think that's what, you know, people think that science is unapproachable and they think it's really scary and so they don't want to know anything about it. And so sometimes that leads them to believe stuff that's not true, I think. You know, they just listen to whatever anybody tells them. So what's to do? Because they, you know, to learn more about science. Do more things study. like this. Uh -huh. You know? I think, you know, trying to talk casually about science is really important. And that you don't come off as some high horse scientist that is making you feel stupid. Right? So I think that's really important. I don't know. So it's on the shoulders of scientists who think too high of themselves. Yeah. A little bit. Especially old male organic chemists. <laughs> Why them? They are notoriously the they are the worst, both in dealing with women coming up in the thing. You know, like they don't think women can do anything. I mean, you'd be surprised. These are like a boys club. It's like a boys club. Yeah. It's like an old of, white male boys club. Yeah, do you deal with a lot of sexist women? Yeah, yeah, you do. We're getting I'm, political. Sorry, but yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you you do because. You know, science isn't necessarily, even when I was going to grad school, it wasn't necessarily, being a female chemist was not something a lot of people did. Um, and now our, our majors are about 50-50, so you have seen a lot more. And we do a, a lot of activity to bring women into science. Mm -hmm. You know, but I still wear my apron and bake at night, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do both. <laughs> and, yeah, and have kids and take yep. care of the houses and all that. Start yeah. fires. Though. Start fires, yep. Yeah. We'll pay back. Oh, the fires. Yes, I'm good at putting out fires also. <laughs> You've got practice. Both physically and figuratively. Yes. Yeah, I feel like you need work. to even that out if you're yes. good at making fires. I'm good at putting them out also, yes. That would, that's a good I have discharged a fire extinguisher before on a fire. Ooh. Yeah. How many fires have there been in your life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, oh, you, yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, we promised a new game. Okay. And that game is called Telling the Blacks. And we're going to lead this way. We're going to have a competition between the chemists the expert and the panel. So we're going to have it's questions, on. and you either need to answer or fill in the black or, or finish the sentence. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah, always. Yeah. 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 Why are the chemists great into solving problems? I'm sorry? What? Wait, no, so repeat the question. Repeat the question. I said it was ready. Why are the chemists great, great for solving problems? Because they spend their whole lives learning how to solve problems. Uh -huh. Yeah, they smart well. Spatial reasoning. <laughs> Creativity. Is it a pun? It's a it pun. It's a pun. They... Because they know the formulas. Because they solved it. Absolutely. No, that was good. Dang Because they have all the solutions. Oh, oh man. Can <laughs> okay. we get a little bit of consolation? Okay. okay, so here's the second one. Making bad chemistry jokes because all the good ones... Are taken. Are gone. Are gone. <laughs> 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 
You got Bunsen. A student sent me that one. That's much better. <laughs> okay, I know what he was like. He was like, yo, I know you cheated on me. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Is that a dead? Yeah. yeah. Please do. It's just a phase you're going through. Uh, <laughs> I need the sheet. I really like all of these guys. <laughs> So at this time, we would like to give you a chance to ask questions to our experts. We have a few minutes left. And if you have any questions that's burning, then we would like to explain. So back to the tin thing. Yep. Didn't uh, we used to eat our food out of tin cans? So why is the human race still here? <laughs> so the question was, if tin is so bad, we still do eat stuff out of tin cans, right? So how is the human race surviving? if we only used to eat stuff out of tin cans, and we still do. Um, and some people worry about tin poisoning 
both in from tin cans or in fish that have tin, you know, most like mercury poisoning. But um, that particular version of tin, your body can handle, and you don't get that much in your system. So that would be tin zero, and this tin was not tin zero. So. Tin bad for you, yeah. This was tin real bad for you. Yeah. The seven deadly tins? Yes. <laughs> Aren't chemistry jokes fun? I love, them. I love them. They're so bad. Find another one? <laughs> oh, yeah. So we'd like to apologize for not adding more jokes at this time or only update them. Periodically. Oh! Yes! Oh. At first I thought you were actually joking. I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, uh, I guess you can, you know, uh, add more questions, come meet uh, more closely uh, our expert. But even before we wrap up like this, um, we do invite, as we do every time, the comedians to say something about what they learned from today's discussion. Um, I learned that when life gives you lemons, you just put baby hands on them. <laughs> mm-hmm, totally. I learned that the cost of clean energy is every squirrel. By <laughs> <laughs> tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. And a glass of water. Um, I learned that you should always follow the directions when you're working with things that go on fire and not to trust the 1920s. You're just now learning that? Did you trust the Did you trust that energy today? Revelations tonight. Revelations. I learned that if I cause a giant chemical fire, then it's probably going to be pretty complicated to put it out. Wow. No, so I feel like yeah, I would like be in, in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You'd be an arsonist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> carry yes. Yes. It's always a good plan. And mace. All right, folks. So that is pretty much it. Thank you all.